The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation as the intro says, so check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, SportsEthos.com. Not only do they have your regular basketball coverage, they also have fantasy basketball as well, betting, um, information, ways to win in your leagues, baseball. Football, WNBA, all of it is there, so check out Sports Ethos again. Uh, just make the most of the information that is available at your fingertips across their amazing website, their great sources, and their just... I don't even know the word to describe... Am I, what am I saying? How would you describe a collection of podcasts? A bushel? I'm just kidding, it's a podcast network. But check out Sports Ethos Podcast Network as well. Um, listen, y'all... It has been a whirlwind of a week for me. Tag problems, been a little sick. Just, just quite frankly, it's been it's been a little rough rut for me. But I am happy to say I'm back. Um, on this special episode, we've had a lot to catch up on. Doing, you know, the playing games and also the first round of the playoffs. Every team has played one game. Some teams have played two. Well, fortunately, on this fine Tuesday morning, I had the privilege of talking with my good friends Alicia and Kelsley. Uh, for the show Let's Ball Out, which you can also find wherever you find podcasts, Let's Ball Out. Just a fun, hype show with three friends who love basketball, love talking trash, and everything that goes with the culture of that. So we cover literally everything from Marcus Smart winning Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, that happened yesterday. Have some thoughts. I share them here. Uh, we also broke down our thoughts on the playing games, you know, the teams that did make it, the teams that were out, before going into each and every round of the playoffs giving our kind of preview of what we've seen so far, our observation of the game that we have watched or, or the games in, in some cases um, that we have seen so far, and then ultimately ending with our predictions of this round. So a lot of just jam-packed uh, uh, content here in this show. Really hope you enjoy it. Again, any feedback, let any of us know. We'll have we'll have our information where you can find us in the description here of the show, but also check out Let's Ball Out wherever you find podcasts, and of course, give me any feedback here as well. I'll get it back to the gang. But uh, all I want y'all to do is enjoy the rest of y'all Tuesday, make the most of it, do what you gotta do to continue the week being strong, uh, and enjoy the fun that awaits for the weekend, hopefully. Until then, sit back, kick, relax, and enjoy another episode of Round Ball Ramble with my friends Alicia and Kelsey. Let's get it, y'all. Until next time, I'm Frosty, y'all stay frosty, and uh, check out this goodness. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Ballin' Out. I'm Corbin Ford, as always, joined by my two co-hosts, friends. Y'all know how it is. Uh, we got Kelsey, we got Alicia. How y'all, how y'all doing? Yo, yo, we doing good. Bless and holly. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. What's up? What's up, Alicia? What's going on in, in, um, in the NYC? It's cold as shit, man. It's cold. It's rainy. I'm just, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 
Oh, weak. It's the fact that it took three three words for, for Alicia to curse already on this. On this we'll never make it. I know. I think about it. <laughs> All right. That, that was it. That was it. That was it. That was my cutoff. Uh, that was great. I'm here All for right. it. I mean, here we are. All right. Well, let's get started right to it. We got some playoffs series to go into. Before we do, Little bit of news. Marcus Smart is officially the 2021-2022 NBA Defensive Player of the Year. It was announced earlier today. Um, I mean, this is the first time that he um, – it's the first time a guard has won the award since Gary Payton back in 1996, which, wow. Um, the first Celtic to win it, which doesn't mean much to me, but still it's news since Kevin Garnett back in 2008. Um, usually, as we all know, it's been centers or forwards or bigger wings, uh, Rudy Gobert, Giannis Antetokounmpo, those types of guys. So uh, you had Marcus Smart, um, then Mikel Bridges, uh, Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo in terms of voting, um, Thoda Vakelsley, and then kind of work it around. Uh, any thoughts on this? Because, I mean, Marcus Smart's a good defender. I think of him in the top, like, five to ten of defenders or players that could be uh, in the conversation for defense player of the year, but I'm not going to go out and say, I thought he deserved it this year. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, and congratulations to him. They, the way Boston Celtics. Wow. That was loud. Um, <laughs> the way the Boston Celtics um, in the second half of the season, they played excellent defensively, but do I really, attribute that to Marcus Smart or when you have guys like Jalen Brown, <clears throat> Al Horford, who we saw did an excellent job of um, switching and double teaming Kyrie Irving in that last possession, which ended up you know, being a late shot clock shot by KD, which missed. And then they end up winning the game with um, Jason Tatum. But yeah, is it really Marcus Smart? I know he's a good defender and, and kudos to him. And, and for him to be the guard that gets it for the first time since 96, uh, it's, it's, it's questionable, but at the same time too, you know, again, the, the, the Celtics led the, the league in defensive efficiency um, and, and throughout the whole NBA. And you're seeing them do what they're doing right now, which is one O against Brooklyn Nets. And I don't know, I got mixed feelings. I wish Bam Adebayo would have gotten a little more credit, but of course he missed 26 games. So I understand how he really couldn't be quote unquote considered uh, Michael Bridges. Um, you know, he, he's a really good long defensive player as well. Uh, talking about the intangibles, stiff you can't teach. You can't teach length. He has that and more. Um, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a toss-up for me. What do you think, Alicia? I'm actually surprised that so many people have a problem or, like, find it strange that he would be the winner. Um, just because of what, they've gone through this season in terms of starting off slow and, you know, having that mix up with Brown and Tatum and breaking that up and blah, blah, blah. But I think that smart has just been consistent all season in terms of his defense. Now the team defense haven't, hasn't been great all season, but they definitely did turn it up after January. And once they got on that run, they have been unstoppable since. So I don't find it odd that he, was in the running or that, you know, he actually won it because I do think that he has had an impact this season. Now, I think I had Gobert or Giannis in that mix of winning 
And I mean, it's just a toss up. I, I think this is one of the things where people are, you know, fighting hairs about is what is the criteria of what's actually, you know, going to affect the winning of the award. And I think that the voters just thought that Marcus Smart, or I, I don't even know how the calculations worked out. I didn't really look into it, but I don't have a problem with him winning. I don't think it's just a, it's a big issue as much as people have seemed to be like making it to, to see. I, I was really confused at people being confused at him winning because he is so consistent in, in on his defense. And of course, with Robert Williams being out, it's like, all right, their defense went down, but he's been that guy for them on that team defensively. So I'm not sure where the confusion is. There were there were better selections. Yes, Gobert, you have Giannis. Bam missed too many games for me, but he's definitely in the mix. I just, it's a toss-up. I get it. I personally was feeling Mikel Bridges all year. Um, thought he was a lot more consistent, a lot more impactful. Uh, the Suns were a better defensive team, and I think obviously he was a large part of that. Um, but, you know, I think coming in second is not bad. You said Marcus Smart has been consistent. I mean, Mikel Bridges has missed a game since he's been in the NBA. But the point being, like, I, I get where that's coming from. I, I I didn't think it was that crazy. I was just like, oh, Smart. Like, it was one of those, like, oh, yeah, he's in there, but okay. You know, um, I'm not really that fired up about it. I mean, Jaron Jackson's been mixed there, too. He did lead the league blocks. Like, it was represented well. Um, Marcus Smart has been doing it for a while, though. You're right. And, um the fact that he hasn't got one, I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a, hey, we've had, you know, a bunch of decent defenders. It's almost like the, the, the legacy defensive player of the year award, it feels like, because he has been solid for like, I want to say seven or eight years, and it's not won it. So now he gets in a year where no one stands out, because Smart, in my opinion, certainly didn't. But that's what opinions are for. The voters have spoken, a whopping 37 first place votes. Um, that kills everyone else. So obviously people watch a lot of basketball agree. Um, and there you go. That's kind of the news on that. Not a whole lot of news. Uh I was about to say, the way I see it, though, is just like looking at the most valuable player, right? The reason why there's not the top three is because he's getting points taken away because he has Chris Paul, right? So the way I see it is Marcus Smart, I get it, and he's a hell of a defender. And again, the Boston Celtics as a team defensively has been incredible, especially from January onwards. But when you have guys like Tatum – and Brown and Williams and Horford always defending your back at all times. I feel like there should be some points deducted just a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's just how I see it as far as, because it's the same mentality with the MVP. There's no way Devin Booker deserves to be in the top three. No if, ands, or buts about it because the Suns are number one. But again, again, he can't get that full credit because things didn't really pop off until Chris Paul got there. Yeah. And that's, be like his biggest Achilles heel when it comes to that. I think that. that we're, I think we're just scratching hairs with, is it a team award or is it an individual award? I think that Marcus Smart individually has been doing what he needs to do. Now, yes, he does have Tatum and Brown and Williams on his team as well, but Marcus Smart has been one of the best defenders in the league for the past couple of years. Yes or no? I mean, the, the argument isn't that. No, he has. But Mikael Bridges straight taking people out individually if we're going to go by I, that. I'm not arguing with Mikael Bridges. I'm just saying in terms of how people voted. Like, I, I can understand. see okay. what general. people are seeing. Yeah, in general. I'm, yeah. I'm not here to defend any other d- decisions or second runner-ups. Just whoever <laughs> won, won. Y'all got it. Cool. Let's move on. Moving right along with that, we are going to just briefly discuss the playing games. 
happened this past week. Uh, we are obviously well in the way on the first round. Well, every game, every team playing one game so far. Uh, we have a little tournament starting on the 12th. Uh, the Nets beat the Cavs 115-108 to lock in that seventh spot while the Timberwolves beat the Clippers. That was day one. Uh, day two, the Hawks beat the Hornets, sent the Hornets home. The Hornets' second straight playing game, just disappointment, uh, while the Pelicans beat the Spurs in a tight one uh, to move into the final day, uh, Friday the 15th, where the Hawks beat the Cavs, secure their spot to a butt whooping from the Heat, while the Pelicans secured their spot, beating the Clippers for the same by the Sun. So um, just taking that collectively, do we have any general thoughts on these teams in the playing tournament as it were? Just leave it as open as that. Because that was really just bad luck for your guy that you've missed throughout the whole year. Finally get a chance to get him back. He gets COVID in one of the most important games of the year. Um, and then uh, like the Hornets, very disappointing. Back-to-back years, they got blown out, wasn't even close. You know, they came out swinging early, though. I was like, okay, this might be a game. This might be that, you know, that next step to at least – Make them make it respectable, but the the class of the Atlanta Hawks really just spewed over that whole game, and Trey Young had a, a big part in that. Um, but yeah, it's really the Clippers though, because I would have liked to see Paul George right now playing against the Suns and and you know let him do his thing. Now it's good to see that CJ McCollum is really putting you know the Pelicans on his back, and it kind of gets us thinking. Okay, what if Zion was healthy? What if we see those two collaborate? What if it can work? Could they, you know, could that be enough incentive for Zion Williamson to stay there or want to be there? It's a lot of what ifs, but but yeah, I think my biggest one though is damn when I saw that early this morning or the morning of that game that that Paul George was not going to play. I was like, yikes tough yeah that definitely was a tough loss for them you know given how they had won the previous game but I was very impressed with the Pelicans I know that right now it's looking like it'll be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep at I'm being generous by saying that but you know they were really impressive in terms of just how they started the season like three and 16 they were they had lost like 10 11 straight and you know it was a lot of talk about Zion and his consistency and being with the team um then they trade for CJ but I think one of the main people for me on that team is um Brandon Ingram like he's just been so good every single year he's getting better and he's getting into his own rhythm and I think that he's been stepping up for them tremendously and then also when they you know got Larry Nance from the trade with CJ and then they have you know Murphy I think that it's a, it's a good young team. And for them to even make it this far into the play in not even, and just also the playoffs, I'm fairly impressed with that. I also like the Timberwolves. Um, I love Anthony Edwards. Uh, the energy that Pat has is infectious to say the least. And I'm interested to see what happens in this series with uh, Ja. But I'm concerned about the Nets because they have not looked great. And I know that's saying a lot because the Nets had the one of the probably one of the best games yesterday, uh, one of the better games this season against Boston. But Katie didn't play great in that game. I don't think that defensively they were great against Cleveland. Cle- Cleveland, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't a blowout. 
So I'm just concerned about defensively how they're going to move forward with this series because it's going to be a long, a long, a long couple nights for them if they don't get it together. And if Kyrie and Katie are both playing well at the same time, I think they both have to step up for them to even win because they, I mean, if they don't get a Tatum layup yesterday, they almost fight through and win just off of Kyrie and his back alone. But I think they have to collectively do a little bit better for them to even make it out of this first round, which is a crazy first round series to begin with. Definitely agree with that. Um, Just closing on my thoughts on the play-in, I do feel sorry for the Clippers. Um, Bad, just bad luck. I mean, the Clippers are going to be the Clippers and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is there. I think the Cavs also caught some bad luck as well, not having Jared Allen for the first playing game, having a more hampered version for the second game against an opponent in the Hawks that just outclassed them. Um, I even got a big game from Laurie Mark, and it didn't matter when, you know, Trey could just abuse the Cleveland's bigs off the high pick and roll. So that was something there that was uh, unfortunate. Um, aside from that, no other prevailing thoughts. The Pelicans, man, they fought. I, I, I got to admire a team that that you you sell out you say this will be you sell out in pursuit of one goal like they said listen we want the nice seat like they, that's all they wanted they wanted a shot in the play and that was it they started three and 16 it was horrible um you know alicia mentioned brandon ingram kelsey's mentioned cj mccullum like shout out to all those players uh i'm not a big fan of the of the front office with david griffin but i mean he made the move to get cj in there like they made it happen so the fact that they got there, like, just get into the playoffs. Yeah, they're getting just walloped by Phoenix, as, like, they should. They just don't have the personnel to adequately defend the Suns team, and that's okay. But, like, at least they're in the right direction. You know, Zion can say, okay, we have made the playoffs now. Like, imagine if I was there, to what Kelsey's uh, original point, and, and see where they build off of that. Maybe not start Jackson Hayes along with Jonas Allen but that's just my thoughts. Um, but, yeah. Spin out the, spinning out of uh, the play-in games uh, going into the playoffs. I know at least we just mentioned um, Anthony Edwards and the Wolves. We can start there and go with the Wolves and Grizzlies. Just touch. We can go into each series and give our thoughts. Um, as far as that Wolves-Grizzlies series, I'm not going to lie. Game one, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, Ant has just – I love the uh, comparisons of him to Jordan, like the side-by-side photos that I've been seeing of him and Jordan because I just – I think it's so funny because he has that potential to be that great. Like, I'm I'm on the train. I'm on the Ant okay. train now. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm buying into it. But um, I think also with um, with Kat in that play-in situation and his, his screw-ups – uh, in terms of him just fouling, you know, foolishly, and it, it, it was just a mess. But he has to find a way to be in the game and, and kind of just know time and situations. I feel like Kat is at a, a moment now where this is his first experience in the playoffs without someone who had that experience before like Jimmy Butler was the last person that had that experience that was on that team that can kind of be in their air and I feel like now he's on his own and you know because this is his first and first time as well and Kat so they have Pat in in the locker room and they have a couple of guys but I feel like this is his first time being that guy or one of the second people on that team that has to take over so I want to see how he works towards uh the rest of the series and I don't I I don't want it to pick against uh Ja because they've been so good 
this whole season. And we all know the team record without jaw this season, but I just have to see how this plays out because uh, uh, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, my heart is telling me the wolves. My head is telling me the Grizzlies. Um, it was a heck of a first game, but one thing that I noticed, one thing that I noticed in game one was the first quarter where the Minnesota Timberwolves could not do anything wrong. Okay. I mean, they could literally, they, they couldn't do anything wrong. They didn't miss. They scored 41 points in a quarter. I guess a team that is a really good defensive team in the Memphis Grizzlies. I see that as fool's gold. They had 41 points and the Grizzlies hung in there. As a matter of fact, they made it a game all the way up to the to the to the last part. So me, I'm thinking my 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 head, like how you were talking about, your head is saying Grizzlies, but your heart is going for, you know, for the Timberwolves. And I think what people love is the infectious uh personality, uh charisma that Anthony Edwards have. And one thing I like about like about him is he has a football body build, but he can hoop. You know, them football players, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got the body, but they just can't hoop. They just foul. Like, he is athletic. He is, you know, extremely skilled. And then he's a guy that, because of his his lower body power, he can jump over anything. He can jump over everybody. He if Once he creates the space that he wants, he's nobody can block him because, again, he gets that elevation. So that makes him very special. And when he masters that mid-range, kind of like how DeRozan is, but he still has that range from downtown because he will shoot that, okay? He will shoot it. Uh, he, he can be a very, 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 very special player. Now, but that being said, um, Cat, you know, uh, the playing game, he had 11 points, six fouls. Um, he made that up and had 12 points at the end of the first quarter. We love to see that, right? Did not let him get, did not let him um, get distracted of what the, the, the goal was, is to play at a high level. Um, he didn't let that bad game in the play in affect him or people talking about him kissing, you know, his girlfriend or whatever the case is. Cause that was another thing. Which I mean, that whole thing was just like, it, it was ridiculous because that was the anniversary of his mom's passing. Yep. And so she was just showing him love after a game that he played poorly in and his team didn't even need him. But the fact that that whole situation happened with his mom passing and just the whole energy of the building, because they were going crazy in Minnesota. Okay, Patrick Beverly, I know the jokes of them winning a championship. And it was funny. It it definitely was funny. I was was laughing right along with everybody else. But I understand why they were celebrating because... They freaking won against a team that probably, if any of the time, completely healthy, would have just wiped them off the court. Yeah. But and, I think and, and, my fault. Go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, you probably a more important point. Go on. I'm I, weak. Um, the biggest thing, too, right? Both teams are unproven. Okay. I mean, you're looking at Memphis Grizzlies last year, they ain't do nothing really. Minnesota Timberwolves, they haven't done anything really. So I understand that the Memphis Grizzlies has a number two seed, et cetera, et cetera, but they're not really that number two compared to the Miami Heat's number two is a little bit different because the Miami Heat went to the finals two years ago and they pretty much have the same exact core, except they added some championship pedigree players, right? Compared to the Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, they're just maturing and their young group is starting to get there, but they're not to the point where they have that class, like how it was completely, uh, you can see how the Atlanta Hawks 
outclass the, the, the Cavaliers. You know what I'm saying? They don't have that class yet. So that's kind of what's making this a toss up, honestly. But again, going back to that first quarter, I mean, they had 41 points in that first quarter. That second quarter was a different energy. And I think with coaching adjustments and stuff like that, um, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies win in six, even in five. Wow. I mean, uh, well, real quick, going back to my early point before I even get trying to predict things here. Um, who is Cat Dayton again? The Jordan Woods, right? Jordan Woods. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with Alicia probably for a different reason, though. Like, listen, I know about his anniversary of mom, you know, all that. Like, it's a lot. It's an emotional time. It's also Jordan Woods. I mean, if I lost by 50 in a playing game, like, I'm still – I'm doing the exact same thing as Cat. I'm like, hey, babe, it was a rough game. Can we kiss this thing better? Like, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't have no fault for this guy. But I'm making a beeline regardless. I, we make the playoffs. Right, if if you lose by 50, I'm, I need you to kiss her behind closed doors. If you win by <laughs> nope. 50 – you can kiss her out in public. In I feel tears, like that. I am marching. No, no, because she probably wouldn't even. She be she looking like, <laughs> hey, take a break. I mean, maybe, right. maybe. <laughs> but what I will say, what I will say, um, aside from that though, is that I um I think that this both teams, like you said, are inexperienced. Um, and it's funny, Anthony Edwards pointed that out when they asked about the Timberwolves' inexperience. He was like, listen. Like the Grizzlies are right there, you know. They have one playoff uh, run. They won that first. They had a great playoff tournament, just like the Wolves did. Won that first game against the Jazz. Lost four end of the series, right? Um, but I do think it's a matchup thing. I'm actually a little more bullish on the Wolves, just in general. I think it's again matchups. Um, you look at three things we noticed. Y'all both mentioned how well Anthony Edwards played. One thing I know is a lack of reliable defenders to stick Anthony Edwards. They only have one great defender they can deploy across their perimeter players. That guy's Dylan Brooks. They only have one Dylan Brooks. So, you know, you can only put them on so many different people, right? Um, and it's going to have its opportunity. Whether it's going to be streaky or not, that's a different question. But in terms of being able to get into a shot, yeah, I think it can happen. You know, whether it's from switching off of Brooks to just not having Brooks on him. Because, again, so many different actions are going to be doing so many different things. The second thing is that you look at how the Grizzlies defended Cat. I mean, for the most part, Jaron Jackson Jr. is their best option, except that he cannot stay out of foul trouble. He's been a rough friend of his career, his entire career in the NBA, right? So if your best defender is that, it's a steep drop-off from Jaron Jackson to Steven Adams, who I like and defensively is stout against others, but cannot handle Cap. And that's that's just what it is. So if I'm the Wolves, I'm looking, okay, how can we focus on keeping Ja out of the paint? Because, like, he leads the NBA in pain points. He got there at will you know, in game one, that's going to be a team all hands on deck situation. But in terms of what the Wolves can explore on the offensive end, you better hope that, you know, D'Angelo Russell can bring more than a three to t- for 10 performance. And you look at what Ant provides, you look at what Cat can do, you look at how re- uh, replicable that can be, and, and you keep going at it. So I'm looking at the Wolves in this. I think it's going to be tight. The Grizz is going to snap back. It's going to be like a six game series, but I actually like Minnesota's odds. But um, yeah, if anyone has any more thoughts, um, how many games? I'm gonna go six. Okay. Go six. So uh hey, you, you writing them down? You know I, I got, am. I, I got six and I got them for the Grizzlies. Um the Grizzlies will will take this just because again, even though as far as the differences between the two teams, experience they have more. And you know, they're already on to that next step. I don't think Minnesota's there yet. Right now, they're still on a high. They're still on a momentum high from that play-in game. 
and all the emotions that they have going on, and that just bled into that first game. Now, reality is going to set in. The law of averages is going to set in, and the Memphis Grizzlies is going to go ahead and take care of business. Okay. Okay, Alicia? Okay. Um, I had initially wrote down Grizzlies in six. Um, I... I'm right here. Okay, well, I I I'll stick with my original pick right. of Grizzlies at six, but I want to I want to I want to say Wolves in six though, but I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies for now. All right, I mean that it's locked in, so that's what we got. We got uh, Kelsey it's and not really locked in. I mean, if we got video, it's written right there on this piece. I of, mean, uh, I could change my mind US. tomorrow. I mean, you could, but on oh, this ball out. With Alicia, it's a fluid situation. Yeah, yeah, it's very fluid, day by day, day right, by well, day. Well, this podcast stands eternal, but no, I'm playing. That's all good. All right, listen, uh, let's let's throw it down to uh, Kelsey. Uh, let's let's go about this Miami series. Um, I think this Miami series is one of the few in the NBA playoffs right now that is probably going to be a sweep. Now, you know, part of it is John Collins is not really completely healthy. You know, we got the Capella situation. So, you know, the Hawks are dealing with some injuries, but talking about class and, you know, a culture that already has been instilled before most of these players have even been born. Okay. Um, I definitely think that this is going to be an easy one, two, three, ABC. And uh, and, and I want to go ahead and shout out moms, you know, and the Knicks fans, because I'm sure most Knicks fans out there was having a blast seeing that Trey Young only scored eight points. Um, I think this was the first time my mom in her lifetime was rooting for the Heat just for that specific point because she hates, she has so much disdain for Trey Young <laughs> from last year <laughs> that she's going to root for the Heat. Uh, but, yeah. Her. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think this is going to be an easy four, four game sweep. Um, I, I would even be surprised if any of these games are going to be single digits. Uh, I definitely think that it's going to be a wax. I think it's going to be one, two, three, ABC, and you know me, Miami Heat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got you in four? I... Yeah, that's four. Okay, cool, cool. Was... That's ABC. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. I, was, I, I heard ABC. I was like, a I wax, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's a, a right. sweep. Are you doing Getting the same? The All right. Yes, I am doing the same. Because I do not think that um, Atlanta has enough to stand defensively against Miami. I just think, even though Trey Young had a, a horrible game, and I delighted in that, and him only having one field goal, eight points, he's not going to do that for every single game. So he is going to find his own switch and get offensively hot. But I just think that Miami's defense against Trey uh, Young and the rest of the team, obviously, is it, it's just. It's no match. Next. Agreed. I, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a sweep. Uh, look, this is a Miami team that was just getting Bam out of bio back. That was just getting uh, P.J. Tucker back. They held the Hawks to, what, 38% shooting? Trey Young, 1 to 12 from the field. I'm spending enough words on them already. Sweep. Uh, Alicia, you go into the next uh, playoff series you want to go into because uh, this is with the dustpan. Um, I'm going to talk about the Jazz and the Mavs. I actually um, – I'm interested to see how this goes because uh, Utah did win tonight against um, Utah, excuse me. Dallas did win against Utah tonight with um, Brunson having like a 41 point game. And I think that's going to be huge for them going forward because they're without Luca Brunson and Tenuity have to be exceptional for them to beat Utah. Um, And so 
I'm interested to see defensively how Utah adjusts uh, the next game. And, um, you know, Utah is just funny to me in terms of how Mitchell and Gobert play and how Mitchell and Gobert don't play. What I mean is Mitchell does not look for Gobert most of the time. Like, I don't know what the beef is, but it's actually odd to see how they tried to run that two-man game. But I feel like Mitchell just goes off for himself, which, I mean, do you? I guess it's a contract year or whatever that is. But I think that's funny to see how Mitchell has been playing for the last couple of games. But um, I I still have Utah in six. Um, but, um, yeah, if Luka comes back, though, that's going to be a problem because they can't stop Luka. And if he gives those guys confidence in Brunson and Dinwiddie and uh, Finney Smith and all of those guys start getting hot and feeding off of Luca, it's going to be a long night for uh, Donovan and those boys out there. But for right now, I got Utah on six. Locked in. All right. I didn't. I was muted. Uh, Kelsey? Yeah, um, first and foremost, this series is going to be something that I want to see as far as like the Dallas Mavericks and see how this is going to help them next year, right? Um, you know, we're talking about guys that are really showing out this year, such as a Jordan Poole that got the reps last year that translated into this year's success. What Jalen Brunson did today, right? It's all about space and opportunity, and he's taking advantage. Every opportunity that Jalen Brunson has get, been given in that organization, he has taken advantage of it. And again, in the game of basketball, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. When you give, I'm not calling them a bad team, but you give a bad team confidence, let me tell you something, they can beat anybody. But you give some good players extra confidence and make them think that they're max, max type players? Then, then, then you have a you have a really uh, a big situation going on there. So, Utah, I think there's something internally going on. This feedback and what Alicia said with um with Mitchell and Gobert, you know, there's something internal there. And again, we saw with Harden when he's not 100% mentally engaged, he's not the same person. Are we saying that about Donovan Mitchell? Because there's been a lot of people. I saw Allen Houston at the game there on um, the first game. He was there right and ready. So is he mentally checked out? We don't know. And, and I know for a fact this loss without Doncic is only going to add more fuel to that fire. And Doncic is going to come back. We're going to go ahead and bank it. Now, can the Dallas Mavericks really win in Utah without Doncic? Probably not. But if Doncic comes back in game four, best believe they're not going to lose on their home court and they're probably going to go ahead and take this series within six. But if right. Doncic don't play in Utah, I want to say it's going to go to game seven because once Doncic comes back with the amount of, um, the amount of confidence that these guys are getting, uh, it's, it's a it's a matchup problem because Gobert don't like to guard in the perimeter. You see what happened to um Kleber, <laughs> which was ridiculous. Like I don't understand, and I and I get why Dallas kept going with that 
switch mm. over and over because none of those big guys like to step out and defend. And it's just like, what are y'all doing? Y'all just want to give up threes. Like these people are not NBA players. Like I'm not understanding, but shout out to Cleaver for doing what he was supposed to do. Got his opportunity to be open. I think he was what eight for 10 tonight. Did what he was supposed to do. Like make open shots. And Finney Smith also, he started off like one for eight. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he started getting hot and getting open. So who knows? And they fought back too. That's the key. They were down. The Mavericks were down and they fought back together. United. Ooh, Corbin. Got this kumbaya going on here. Real quick, uh, because I'm the, being trying to be records keeper here. Uh, did you say Mavs is six? Um, if 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 Doncic is playing in Utah, yes. Okay. If, I, not, I, if, if not, uh, what? if 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 was a fifth, this is too fluid for me to be writing these down. Okay. <laughs> right now we got for now we got if this guy plays, if this guy doesn't, we write it out or what? You know, let's just talk no. it out. Let's just talk it out. We just balling out. Let's just do it. We, it's all good. We <laughs> have we have the Mavericks in six. Um, because even if they lose game three and four, but they're down three one game five. Yeah, no, no, it can't be down 3-1. It'll be game seven. So we'll go Mavs in seven. Now, nah, we'll go Mavs in seven. Mavs yeah. in seven for now, I feel it. I mean, I feel I'm just going to repeat everything y'all said, so I'll be quicker with it. Um, Yeah, I think for one, Allen Houston, you know, and, and Knicks guys being at the game, they weren't there for Donovan Mitchell. They were there for free agent to be Jalen Brunson. He showed out. You know, it is what it is. On the other hand, I do look at the way um, – the Jazz are playing, and you're right, they're imploding, self-destructing. Lisa mentioned the dynamic between, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Well, I will say this. There was a moment in, like, the closing minutes of this game, you know, only a possession or two difference. Donovan Mitchell found Rudy Gobert right in the basket, and all he had to do was slam the thing home, you know, or work for a foul and say try to finger roll it with the touch of a guy throwing it off the glass, missed, moving on. Like, it's dysfunction at all levels. You know, Rudy Gobert's getting flamed out. Meanwhile, you got all the Jazz perimeter defenders doing a little bit ole, ole. Let him drive to the paint. So you have a lot of issues here um, from the Jazz, from the way they execute the defensive scheme, from the way they have chemistry with each other. You know, look at the way Jordan Clarkson was upset along the court. You have Rudy, Go- Rudy Gay signed for reasons we don't know because he just sits there. You know, like, there's a lot more issues there. Um I'm not willing to bet against them only because I think they have better talent with Luka not being there. But then again, even tonight, it showed, you know, you have a Mavs team that, by the way, hit 22 threes, eight and nine from Maxi Klebu, shooting 23% from three um, over the last month and a half. You had a career high from Jalen Brunson on 15 and 25 shooting. Like there's certain things that happened tonight to get this win. Yeah. That wasn't a big win that are less likely to happen again. So I'm just going to try to stay in a little bit of reason there. I do like the Mavericks. I hope they win this. But I just see the Jazz, dysfunctional as they are, they are a better team without within the Mavs without Luka Doncic. So I'm going to go Jazz in six. And Michael Conley did not have a good game either. So He did not. You do have a good point, but when that tell you something, okay, no matter what stuff looks like on paper, when things are going wrong in the – Locker room that trumps everything. And listen, with t- from Mitchell being out, Gobert and Mitchell not playing well together, and him not getting looks. Rumors of Quinn, Sw- Quinn Snyder not being the coach next year, and him being on his way out. It's it's not it's not looking good. Like this team is just dysfunctional, and I 
as much as I would like for them to stay together and make this thing work, it's just not going to work. Can't make fetch happen with this. Let's just let's just you, call it. Keep it moving. Yeah. You, you know what? I, 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 we got a couple series here that I feel ready to call curtain. So I'm just going to jump to one right now. Uh, that's Philadelphia and Toronto. Um, there's a lot of elements to that. Toronto fan base think that, and, and rightfully so, that they've been on the short end of the referee. Uh, with the with the with the measurements of Fallon, I'm just saying this is what it is. Um, the way I look at, I'm be real quick. I'm gonna say 76ers and five. Raptors is too beat up. You know, Fred VanVleet was beat up coming in. Pascal Siakam looks unsure of himself. Seven to twenty tonight. You know, like not sure of his jumper and is showing. Um, the 76ers are just being paraded to the free throw line. The Raptors, I'm just gonna say it. Like they're a young team for the most part. They're kind of undisciplined the defensive end, and their best defenders are hampered. So that length, that, 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 that defensive scheme, that personnel is not there. So right now, they're getting frustrated by calls. Joel Embiid and, and James Harden are doing well. And your other guys stepping up who normally, you know, would not be. And that's a problem, too. You had a game where you had four players in double digits for the 76ers today. You obviously had Harden and, 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 and beat um, No, actually, I'm sorry. You had Harden. Um, five, sorry, four, five players. You had Harden and Embiid, of course. But you also had Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green. Like, they're all getting their shots. And I think Toronto is just too beat up at this stage right now to handle it. Gary Trent trying to play through a cold and not playing well. You know, Scotty Barnes, arguably one of their better, one of their best players this season out with that sprained foot, probably going to be out for a minute. Um, Chris Boucher playing well on the offensive end, not so much on the defensive end. You can go down the list. Precious Achua, noted sharpshooter. Precious Achua, I'm being sarcastic. The point being is that, you know, the Raptors had a hell of a run. I, you know, if it needs something wins, like it's just a bad matchup and they call them at the bad time. I think the Raptors get one game, you know, at home just because they are a powerful team and they are a good team. But this just isn't the ideal matchup for them, especially if they're not 100 percent. So seven six is in five. Agreed. Yeah, um, uh, it's, it's a really bad matchup and the, and the injuries did not help them. If no, no if and so much about that. And you hit it on the nail. Five, I do think they're going to get one at home. We are the six. It's a whole country thing. It's not even a city. Um, so, yeah, I do have them in five. And uh, this is exactly why I was so, so, so excited. Now, we can go ahead and translate into this next series that Boston, no, excuse me, um, Brooklyn beat the Cavaliers. Okay. <laughs> because that side of the bracket looks great. As a Heat fan, I'm going to tell you something, okay? Because I'm not worried about NBA. <laughs> I'm not worried about no Harden. I'm definitely not worried about Toronto. And the Hawks can't see me. So, um, but yeah, let's <laughs> let's go to this Boston. And, and, uh, Break it down, bro. <laughs> and book a series, because I think this is going to be the best series of it all. Um, I think this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a series of, you know, not even defense. This is going to be offense. You know, if the scores are going to score and, and see what happens. And I really think that Boston is going to win this series um, just because Kevin Durant, he's a dog. Um, Kyrie Irving is a dog. They live for moments like this and they're already proving themselves in moments like this, even though Kyrie Irving is a smaller sample size than Kevin Durant is. But yeah, I, I do have the Brooklyn, you know, taking home, taking it home and, and making it to the conference semifinals. And, and many people may not believe it, but I definitely think this is going to go to a game seven, though. And then when I said that game seven, living for that moment, that's exactly when Kevin Durant is going to shine. That is exactly when Kyrie Irving is going to shine. And that game seven will be in the, the garden 
well, not the garden, but, um, you know, in Boston. So you could just imagine how heightened that's going to be. But yeah, Brooklyn and seven, though, for sure. That's interesting because I definitely went back and forth. I originally had Boston and six. And I was like, hey, it's Katie and Kyrie. I can't really just call them out like that. Like, I can't just, you know, let them go to the side like that. So I'm like, yeah, maybe Boston and seven. So I'm going to stick with Boston Boston and seven. However, I do want uh, Katie and Kyrie to get out of the second uh, first round. I mean, like, I would like to see them go further in the playoffs just because I want to watch them play. But defensively, I don't know what they have um, against Boston. Like, I don't really see how they can defend against them. And it's just the matchup between Tatum and KD. You got Marcus and Kyrie. I I I don't I don't really see it for for Brooklyn defensively, and they haven't just they haven't been good all season. It's been up and down with them, so I I don't I can't see it for Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Like I want to choose Katie, I want to choose Kyrie, um, and shout out to Kyrie for playing. Um, you know during this time, um, but I mean shout out to all my Muslims out there. You know. Uh, I'm doing Ramadan, Holy Month. Shout out to y'all, but I I don't know. I can't call it. I, but I am gonna call it though. I'm gonna go with Boston in seven. All right, bold. I like it. I like. It. I was gonna ask you, Alicia, being that you know the Knicks are out. Do you have the Nets as a surrogate team? I'm no, not even do doing not. that for shade. Just a question. <laughs> no, no, nah, no. It was honestly just a question. New York area side, like for myself. No, and they don't. For me, um, that's why I asked. They don't. They don't count. Okay. Um, because technically they're from New Jersey, so technically I'm I'm not I was never rooting for Prudential Center and all that other crap over there on the other side of the water. I just that I wasn't my that vibe for work. Uh huh. and that wasn't my vibe. So I I kind of just I'm gonna stick with the Knicks. I'm a Knicks lifer till uh I don't want to say till I die, but until I get tired of them. All right, whatever well, it is. I was just curious. I mean, right now I'm an agent of chaos. I don't even really care. I watched Law and Order yesterday. That's where that's where I was during the playoff game. We moving right along. Yikes. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, hold on, wait. Tell you first. What, off, were you, you watching? So, so I forgot what game was being played. What was the night game last night? It wasn't really good. Pelicans, oh, Suns Pelicans. Yeah, Suns Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. So I tuned out. So I had Hulu. Right. Nobody told me that Law and Order is back. Like I'm season twenty one. Like you know that that ten year dun dun the original. So I kick back Anthony Anderson and them and, and watch three episodes. It was pretty good. Wow. Like, wow. I was like... In is it, it's, the, it's the original? Yes, they brought it back. Okay. Like It ran from 1990 to 2010, and apparently they just picked it back up after 12 years, and it's running again now. So, I was okay. And they ripped one off the Bill Cosby case. They ripped one off of, like, a few They're good other for ones. that. Lord, Lord Order yeah, is good for taking good, cases yeah. that are, like, in the news and in then, the like, remixing it. Yeah, which I thought was dope. So, I um I mean dope in the sense of like I know what this is. But anyway, I um that's what I did. That's where I am with my Lakers out. It's like, you know, we're watching basketball, we're watching every game, but if it's not close, see ya. You know? Okay, but, but we were talking about the closest game I, that happened yesterday. Well, wait, the Pelicans. <laughs> oh, oh, Pelicans. No, Brooklyn and Boston. Oh, I watched that. I was just saying I, I watched that game. I was just yeah, saying I asked though? you, oh, my bad. I'm getting back. I got distracted. I'm getting back. We're rolling it back in. We're rolling it back in. I'm sorry. All right, here we are. 
going back to that game, um, I am going Brooklyn. I like Boston, but I've seen this whole, you know, better team and talent. I mean, every team that LeBron's been on for the most part, you know, we've had other collective better nucleuses. You know, I think 2015 Atlanta Hawks. You think of those old Celtics teams. You know, better teams, but talent, you know, wins out at the end. Superior talent. And I like Kevin Durant. I like Kyrie. I think the Celtics did a really good job of taking KD out of his zone, crowding his dribbling, you know, making him into take some tough shots that are not usually tough shots for anybody. But, you know, for KD, they're normal, but they forced him into some tough shots. Even then, they woke back up. You saw what they did in the second half. It took a miracle layup from Tatum to steal one. You know, like, the Celtics are a very good team. But it's almost like, to me, um, looking at Toronto, in the sense that, like, the matchup, I don't think is ideal for them. Like, at the end of the day, I don't see them shutting down Kyrie and KD. And I think they can get just enough from other guys to at least get past this series. So, I don't think it's going to be easy. I got Nets in six. And Alicia, to, to piggyback, see, I see the game somewhat differently in a sense, right? I see the full picture. And again, going back to guys like Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who have been there, right? You talked about the, the Cavaliers only losing by eight against a team, against Brooklyn Nets. And you kind of think that mm, that kind of worries you in a sense if you are a Brooklyn Nets fan, because it's just too close to comfort to a team that's not really that good yet. but Keep this in perspective, you know, 11 assists for Kevin Durant, 12 assists for Kyrie Irving. They used that game knowing that they pretty much had it in the bag. They already know that's they're playing against the little brother. You know, you're going to win, but let's go ahead and get people, you know, confidence because that's what it's about. Talking about the, the, the Dallas Mavericks, guys like Jalen Brunson getting confidence. So, you know, Bruce Brown getting some confidence, getting getting some of those guys so that when shit does hit the fan in the playoffs, even though when when it's time to make that last shot, you know who to go to. But throughout the whole playoff series, now you have guys, okay, at least I know it's not going to be the Kyrie and the Kevin Durant show. I have to play and be ready and, you know, get the confidence. So I think they use that game just to give their players confidence. But right now this series is it, it's, it's, it's Mamba mentality. Both of them have mama mentality, and that trumps everything. I don't care. I don't care. Well, there it is. Before we move on from this series, because Kelsey put a nice bow on it. Alisa, you said Celtics and how many? For my serity's sake. I got distracted asking you about the Knicks. Um, you know, it's funny. I was just about to change my pick. Oh, he, he, just, he just convinced me because yes. I, I, I can't root against KD and Ky- like you just- KD excuse me, KD is a top player for me. I mean, he's probably one of my favorite players in the league currently. I can't really go against KD. I know he's not going to have the same night that he had last night every single game. And Kyrie is just going to do what he's going to do, especially him feeding off of the crowd in Boston, him just, you know, coming back and having that just that hunger to, to, to win. I don't, but it's also Steve Nash because what does actually Steve Nash do? That, that, that's something that. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. So now how about this? Many people, many, 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 many people said, Oh, Eric Spolcher, what is he doing? He got LeBron James. He got Chris Bosh. He got, you know what I'm saying? He got um, Dwayne Wade. Like, is he really coaching the team? But now you see how good of a coach he really is. Um, so don't let that fool you. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people thought 
because the he had the little ups and downs when the big three started and you know rumbles here rumbles there well that was because we all know why that they started seven and eight and they had that they were just coming together as a team we are in the playoffs Okay, this team has been playing together. They played together last year. It's not just like a whole brand new team that they just roll out roll out there now. The only issue that I have, and I hope that he doesn't come back, is Ben Simmons. I don't want to see him out there. Yes, defensively, he can help, I guess. I don't know what he can do because he's been off for a year. But offensively, all he's going to do is just space the floor, and he's not going to make any shots that he's going to have. So I don't want to see him out there at all. But I'm, rebound. Screen, roll, rebound, and repeat. And push he, and I just don't I don't see it for him. But Katie and Kyrie, it's just hard to root against them. It it, it really it really is. So I'm going to go with Nets and seven. Okay, thank you. They're not losing the series. Now, I mean, we love to... Tatum and Brown have been almost at the cusp, and they cannot get over that hump. 2020 in the bubble, the loss against the Heat in the conference finals, right? Um, but they lost in the conference finals of like like four times already. <laughs> they just can't get over that hump, and it's just so sad that they have to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. And you know, it is what it is. And I'm telling you, if Ben Simmons plays, right, he will play. Um, and the only way he will play if he's can like if he's healthy or whatever. Um, and if he does, I think they are the team to beat in the East if they can get it together, literally. And that scares me. I mean, nothing more to say about that. Uh, let's keep this round moving on. Yeah, yeah, swayed me over there. Um, wait a second, I was on the right side of that. Um, we got we got Tom Pelican Sons. Do we have to? I can tell you yeah. about the, another episode. Log. I mean. I, I think we did. I we didn't give we... our predictions. I have it written down, and I don't have Pelicans. Uh, okay, well, Suns, Pelicans, Suns and four. Suns and four. No, I'm giving I'm giving Willie Green at least one game. I'm oh, going to call it. I'm wow. giving that team. They that team has a lot of heart, and I'm going to just give them one game. Now I they know the numbers. Ass. I know the scene. Okay, okay. I'm get. I said I am not you. Hey, I respect it. I'm I respect giving it. them. I respect. One I can game. still talk. I Write it down. It. Writing a little notebook. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Already, cool. already locked and loaded. We have it in five. Sons in five. Okay. Listen, I'm with it, Kelsey. We yeah, we give them a- four. That's that's the next. The no. one three yeah. on both sides. One three so, on both sides. One three. Just, okay. Just, no, listen. I'm I'm a big fan of heart myself. I am, but um, I I, I, I like. Yeah, I just I, I like the Pels, man. But yeah, I'm a four. This is nice though. I agree with you. Like, this is a good story for them, and I think they can build off of this. Um, that's for sure. All right. Who have we not covered yet? I, oh. The Warriors and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. The, just forgot that we just about. forgot because that game turned to a blow. I was thinking about Law and Order again. That's my recurrent theme. Oh uh, my god, get out of order. <laughs> like Golden State got killed by 20 again. Um, 126-106. I mean, Golden State killed the Nuggets again. My bad. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Um, yes. <laughs> you had uh, our MVP, Nicole Jokic, get ejected with seven stuff in the fourth. You had um, DeMarcus Cousins and apparently um, Will Barton. Will Barton almost go at it. Exactly. I don't know what that is because I've been I've been watching this on mute because I've been talking to you guys, so I have to go back and kind of figure out what the heck was going on. But I mean, like Barton was crazy. No, Barton kept barking and Demarcus kept walking away. But then in the timeout, 
you see them still going back and forth and Jeff Green is getting in the middle of them trying to tell Will Barton like chill out and tell DeMarcus like yo don't walk over here just chill out so I mean what a time for your team to blow up in the middle of a playoff game Uh, I mean but that happens all the time though we just don't see most of them that happen but you know just for it to happen on the bench like that I I just find that to be interesting that uh, Will Barton chose that time to argue with DeMarcus Cousins now uh, as for this game, I already had chose Warriors in five. I'm going to stick with that pick. You know, Jokic, my MVP, yes, but Golden State just got too much going on. They got Steph coming off the bench. They got Steph Curry coming off the bench. Come on now. I, I it, I'm being nice given uh, the Nuggets one game. <laughs> because I it, this 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 don't this don't look good. This is um this is the body bag and for them rebounding not great. They got Clay coming back being a defensive minded player like he's focused on his defense coming back into this playoff. That's a problem. You got Draymond Green, of course. You got Jordan Poole stepping up and balling out. Okay, and then of course they're off ball switches with. Steph and it's just it's too much it's too much and for the Nuggets their second cast can't keep up Jokic can't do it all by himself I know all season we've been saying you know Jokic has been doing this this and this and that that and that numbers but in this situation his second cast can't keep up not not even a little bit and with them imploding in the middle of the game I don't like that sign for them so I'm just going to be polite and give the Nuggets one game and say Warriors in five. What day is this? We got politeness. We got, okay. Kelsey, come on. Keep this good vibes going. You got, you got, you got the Nuggets going to win? I I don't. um, (laughs) And I put the Nuggets in the same category as the Hawks. And here's why it's a one man show. And even if they eat, it still does not result into a win. And they're not even scratching the surface to it. Nook, Nick, let me look at the stats because I know he had a hell of a game today too because he was balling. He was balling, shot calling, you know, everything in their mama and them. Um, he had, he went nine for 20, eight for eight from the free throw line. He had 11 rebounds. What's the points? 26 points. Jesus. Only had four assists because nobody wanted to step up. So he, he could still get his 26 and 11 is still, you know, kind of cool. And he didn't really play a lot of the fourth quarter. He got ejected anyways. But again, just like Trey Young, Trey Young can get a good 35 and they will still lose by seven just because it's just him. Um, Nico Jokic needs help. So you have that compared with the class that the Golden State Warriors have because they're already outclassed Denver by far. But then talent-wise, to add on to it, when you have a guy that comes off the bench scoring 30 points in his first game and 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 is feeling himself like Clay, Clay Poole. <laughs> Clay Poole and Stell is not <laughs> <laughs> but no, Poole, like the um the arena is feeding off of his uh I guess coming out party in a sense, because it really is his coming out party. He's getting the opportunities. Every single time he's getting the opportunity, kind of similar to Brunson, he's making that next step. And, um, yeah, Nuggets are not going to be able to get a game here. I don't see them winning in Denver. It's going to be a sweep. That's going to be the – that's the last sweep that I have. Same. I mean, y'all already took most of it up. Don't got much more to add. 
The yeah, only just, last sweet that I have is Bucks Bulls. I was about to move right along to that. Bucks Bulls. Um, I'm, I'm going Bucks in four. Um, listen, I think that there's going to be a game that's going to be a lot closer, like, score-wise. But the I game feel was like, close the other day. Well, it was close because – well, I'm sorry. My fault. It was close because Mike Budenholzer did some dumb stuff, like sitting your defense player with, with two fouls. Like Mikey, two fouls in the playoff game. Mikey, how two fouls can in the playoff you, game. How can you keep out – and I'm glad that they won – but how do you keep Giannis out in the last minute of the game? Because you don't, you fear him fouling out. Are, are you serious? At, at, at that point, it, you're playing for the game. This is the fourth quarter. It's not the first quarter. It's not the second quarter. It's not. The, it's the fourth quarter. And you sit your best play. And Mike has done this in the past. And this is where I've had trepidation of picking the Bucks in previous years. It's because Mike Budenholzer, and his adjustments have me adjusting my own head, trying to figure out what the uh, hell he's doing. Uh, We're just I, gonna see how this happens. I so you got you got a sweep here. Well, you already said that's your last one. I do have a sweep though. All right, here we go, Kelsey. No, it's not going to be a sweep. Let's keep a few things in perspective. I know Chris Middleton did not have the best game. He went four for thirteen, had eleven points. We get all that, but guys, Demar Derozan went six for twenty-five. Zach Levine went two for 10 from the three-point line. They only lost by seven, and they only allowed how many points? What, 96? 93 points. They allowed 93 points. DeRozan is going to have a game. He's going to have a game. Now, can he put the whole team on his back for the whole series? Probably not, which is why they won't win this series. But talking about a sweep, the disrespect. Now, I will say, last year, I did not think the Bucks will sweep the heat, and that was the whole conversation for another day. But in this situation here, though, no, seriously, um, it was just a really bad offensive night for the Bulls. You know, we saw that they still held their own on the defensive end, and you know, there's something about having your 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 home crowd involved, and then just imagine the electricity, because this is the first time it's the first time they've been relevant since prime D Rose. And then prior to that has been Michael Jordan. So they're going to have a lot of electricity in that building and they're going to feed off of it. Um, and Billy Donovan is a hell of a coach. I mean, he's a freaking hell of a coach. So um, I, I definitely think that the Bulls can definitely scrape away two games. Maybe. Two. And I'm going to gonna counter that home court advantage point because Milwaukee and Chicago, if my math stands to correct geographically, uh, geographically, I mean, is like literally an hour and a half away from each other. And I saw a lot of Bulls fans in Milwaukee yesterday. So I, I understand yeah. it's a lot of Milwaukee fans, but there's Bulls fans there too. Like we're not going to act like, you know, people aren't going to Milwaukee and Chicago and back and forth, whoever has, you know, the uh, ability to do that. But Two is a lot. Like, I don't know if DeRozan and his mid-range can carry them for two games. And DeRozan historically has had bad first games. So I'm going to just chop that out. Guess he had a bad first game. He typically does in all of his playoff series. But you can go back and look at the, the history books. Like Jalen Rose joked, it's like tour dates. Six or 25 is what you just said. That was one of his tour dates last night. So I'm going to just count that out. He's going to do a little bit better in the second game. Yeah. Um, and I and I do like that team in Caruso and you know other guys, but and but I, I can't see it. I'm sorry. 
See, but here's the thing. I'm glad that you talked about the home core and this, that, and the fourth, because you can resonate and relate with this wholeheartedly. There's a different energy in the Madison Square Garden. Excuse me. The United Center is iconic. It's going to be a different energy in the United Center. So you can, I get that there was fans in Milwaukee. I don't even know the name of the Milwaukee's arena, to be honest with you. That's that's bad, right? It's some energy. I don't even know. But it's different energy <laughs> in the garden. It's going to be different energy in, in the United Center. And then again, this is a, a Bulls team that's been going through a lot, like a lot. Like they haven't been relevant since, I want to say 2011, 12-ish, give or take. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be rocking. They definitely going to get two games, and I think I think they could get one in Milwaukee. But uh, yeah, I got I got the Bucks in six, and um, and I can't wait if both teams that I have in my mind, a uh, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee series, oh, that's going to be tea, that's going to be popcorn. Um, yep, it's it's going to be a show. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you gave a compelling uh, argument there, Kelsey. Um, I'm still going Bucks in a sweep. Uh, I think what we don't realize is that DeMar DeRozan, yes, and, and, and Alicia touched on this as well. Like, historically in game ones, he's had a 6-for-20 game. He had the game he had uh, yesterday. He had a 5-for-19, a 9-for-22. Like, these are all game ones, you know, 7-for-16, uh, 7-for-21. He's had a lot of playoff games and a lot of bad game ones. But also, he's – particularly had games this season specifically we struggled against the Bucs. Like, he's not done a good job against the Bucs. So I have no reason to believe that'll change when it hasn't changed all season. Yes, he'll be more accurate, but honestly, not by much. He's had a hard time scoring on uh, Drew Holiday, who is strong enough to kind of stay in his space, but also has enough length to kind of counter that mid-range. We know he's shooting from three. We know the rest of the way the Bucs kind of load up. This is Zach Levine's first playoff series, and I have not, I've seen um Nikola Vucevic in the playoffs before I'm sure we all have I have not been impressed like this is what we got you know these are your leaders the 2022 Bulls everybody we knew this is gonna happen they had a great regular season against teams that were better than them well I'm sorry I here we are I think for first of all I don't think anyone really expected this from the Bulls but their whole season and I, especially in terms of the latter part of their season they were just so bad in terms of beating good teams like they could not beat any good teams in the league and so I just didn't have any faith in them going into the playoffs to do the same and I just can't see it with this Milwaukee team and like you said with the defense of Drew Holiday and those guys I I can't I can't see it but shout out to the Bulls um hopefully next year I mean DeRozan will be what 33 we'll see we'll see how it goes they miss Lonzo. If Lonzo was playing, yeah, this, and that's another this, part too. They miss Lonzo in terms of, uh, you know, him getting injured. So I think with the injuries and then with them just not being able to get it together, it's been a it's been a long season for them. I agree. I agree with both of y'all on that. Like if, if Lonzo was in, I I'm more on Kelsey's side with the six games. I think then the way he matches up with Alex Caruso, you know, bringing in some defensive time, you're not playing Javante Green as much. Kobe White can be brought in a little more slowly. You're not reaching back to a very, very, very small rotation that Coach Billy Donovan is using because now you have a lot more NBA playoff caliber players, which you can fall back on. They don't right now. They just don't. You know, you have a little politics game on who to take minutes from because you can't have certain lineups with too many of DeRozan and Levine because defensively, yikes, you know, but Javante Green can only play so much. Kobe White can only play so much. You only have Vucevic doing so much. Again, 
it's a lot going on, and this was a tough matchup for them. So it's a sweep. It's not that much thought for me, but like Alicia said, we're looking to next year. Hey, better health for these guys. You know, hopefully, and I don't want to write the whole, you know, uh, the, 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 the finish of the Bulls season, but Zach Levine is encouraged, much like you would hope Zion's encouraged by the Pelican success to say, hey, I can sign for this long term. And then just hope the drop-off is not too significant for DeMar DeRozan next season. You know, we're not talking MVP-ish talk, whatever, but like, you know, also not disappearing a la James Harden in a way, you know? So that's where I'm at with it. Um, listen, y'all, we've, we've gone on. This is probably one of our longer episodes. It's been a blast. Um, anybody have any last thoughts before we close this bad boy out? Listen, Zach Levine can get streaky, but when he gets going, he gets going. Same with DeRozan, I promise you. Okay. It will not get wept. What, 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 Chuck? Girl, this. <laughs> Please clip this. That's all I'm saying. I love it. I love it, Kelsey. I love it. Dude, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the passion. Alicia, you got any last thoughts here? No, I'm excited. This has been a good start of this playoff season. Like, literally just being at home from, like, 1 o'clock to, like, 10 o'clock just watching basketball all day. Like, sign me up for this. Absolutely love it. And I'm excited to see what happens out of this first round and continuing on into the playoffs and into the finals. Well, y'all, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, really appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, please make sure to check out. We'll have our link in the description as far as where to find each of us. Uh, please rate, review, like round ball. Round, I mean, not round ball, round ball. You can do that. That's me. That's on the side. But let's ball out being the main thing here. <laughs> you already know. Y'all already know. <laughs> please do that. Uh, let us know, you know, how we can get better. We, we still growing this thing out, trying to get better all the time. So we appreciate that. Um, we're going to try this again. Alicia, Kelsey, I want to take us out. 18, I don't know how many shows we've done. We still got nothing. All right, nothing. All right, what listen. is that? What is that, Kelsey? I'll tell you me, Kelsey. No, you, you, you below me. Oh, I, well, you're below me, actually. We're playing we're playing Hollywood Squares right now. I don't know what we're doing. Y'all got close. We're out of here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking us out. We'll this be back has been we'll be a back sports here. ethos we know, but presentation. You know what? We still doing this. We still here. And thank you guys for lending your ears. See y'all later. 